0: Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, CCO Jani Beckor. Learn more about how I help leaders like you to lead and manage your teams and manage your own well-being by going to www.themainprotagonist.com. Well, it's November 2020, and if you're listening to this, first of all, let me say, please recognize that you've made it this far. It's been a challenging year mentally, emotionally, financially, Remember how we were all feeling in April this year? Did we think we'd make it to here? Well, you have, and that's reason enough to celebrate. That's reason enough to be grateful. Fatigue has kicked in for a lot of us, even those of us who are still lucky enough to be working full-time and earning a salary. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about how to manage your well-being for the rest of 2020 and into 2021. Now, I define well-being as a state of being robust, that is, strong, healthy, vigorous, across five dimensions, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and yes, even creatively. Now, as an executive and wellness coach, I guide clients across four of those dimensions, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and creative. But when it comes to the physical, in the past, I would recommend other professionals like Personal trainers and nutritionists, a lot of them are now conducting online sessions and classes. So if you're feeling stuck in this area and you live in a city where face-to-face time is still severely limited, I want to encourage you to tap into your networks to find out who can help you. Physical well-being, though, can sometimes begin with you taking simple steps like going for a walk each day, I personally like walking either early in the morning or in the evening, and it's a great mood lifter. Let's talk, though, about the other four dimensions of well-being, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the creative. I want to invite you to reflect on some questions. When it comes to your mental health, would you say your mind runs away with you? Do your thoughts drain you? Or are you someone who's aware of your thoughts and allows your mind to support you rather than mess you up? Emotionally. Are your emotions usually all over the place, up and down, unpredictable? Or are you someone who allows yourself to healthily feel the emotions, but they don't get the better of you? What about spiritually? Do you feel supported by and connected to something bigger than yourself? Are you in awe of this world we all live in, or are you jaded, feeling alone, feeling hopeless? By the way, I've coached atheists as well, and we do have these conversations. The atheists I've worked with agree that there is some organizing force that exists in the world, they may not be comfortable with the word God and traditional notions of God, but they were certainly aware that there was something bigger than themselves. When I was in my 20s, let me be honest, my thoughts were running me, not the other way around. As for my emotions, I was denying and suppressing half of them, like anger, and I was completely out of touch with the rest, like grief. I also, rather immaturely, thought that happiness was the key. I would speak to psychologists only every now and then to get a quick fix. It wasn't until I sought out and received ongoing coaching that I learned and really started to experience a number of things that have greatly boosted my sense of well-being. They include, number one, the realization that my mind is a powerful ally and it will support me if I allow it to. Number two, emotions are healthy, all of them, and it's important to feel them so that they can pass. Number three, the realization that I am loved by this force that is bigger than all of us. I choose to call it the God force. And this particular realization is far more healthy for me than to believe that I am a sinner. Number four, Life isn't about pursuing happiness. Life is full of ups and downs. It's about how you ride those waves and what you learn from them. Number five, I learned that being creative is my nature, and practicing being creative brings me great joy. Number six, you can't do this thing called life all alone. You need other people. Connection with others is key. Now, it takes practice to get to this place. I got my first coach 10 years ago. 2020 has challenged all of us mentally and emotionally. And to be very honest with you, it's all the personal development work I've done over the years that has really helped me through this year. So here are some tips to help you out. Number one, get ongoing help, guys. Coaches, psychologists, we're here to help you with, among other things, self-awareness, metacognition, that is, thinking about your thinking. We're here to help you develop healthy thinking habits, to become more courageous about setting boundaries. I could go on and on about how valuable it is to have somebody that you speak to regularly about whatever is troubling you. So get the ongoing help. Feeling alone makes your problems seem even more difficult to deal with. Number 2. Get clear about what and who helps you to feel robust, mentally and emotionally. You know who in your life drains you when you talk to them. Help yourself by reducing contact with these people, and yes, this includes family members. Conversely, you also know who lights you up when you speak with them. Make the effort to stay connected to these sorts of people often, on phone, online, face-to-face while practicing physical distancing. Be brave about your boundaries. Feel no guilt about reducing time with people who you can tell don't have your best interests at heart. Be brave about the sorts of conversations you want to engage in from here on in. Do you want to be around optimistic problem solvers or do you want to be around pessimistic drainers? There is so much coming at us this year and probably next year, you really have to guard your mental and emotional health. Number three, what are you reading, watching, listening to. I want to invite you to really start to filter the online content you expose yourself to, and that includes the groups that you're in on social media. Don't self-sabotage by plugging into information and content that adds no value to your day, or worse, drains you. Number four, give yourself a number of breaks throughout the working day. Get up, Go for a walk, stretch, drink water, fresh juice, read some fiction, eat your lunch slowly, read or watch something funny. Tend to your whole being, even during a work day, not just your to-do list. And now that many of us are working from home, we can get really creative about how we choose to structure our day. Number five, make the effort to find work you will enjoy in a workplace with a healthy work culture. You spend so much time at work, it is very difficult to be well if the work aspect of your life is draining to you. Even this year, 2020, a number of clients of mine have come to me looking for a job change, and they have in fact found work with organizations that they are proud to be associated with. So if you're job hunting, I want to encourage you not to stop. Number six, connect with friends often and with intention, even those that aren't in the same country. Don't let good friendships fall by the wayside because good friends are precious and many of us take them for granted. Share openly with your trustworthy friends about your challenges. Be vulnerable, tell them the truth and listen when they share their truth with you. Number seven, Ask for help anytime you're stuck. By all means, try and figure things out for yourself in any aspect of your life. But after some time, be brave and just ask for help. Pay for the help if you need to. Number 8. Physical exercise, which we all know even helps us mentally. Find a physical workout that you will enjoy doing at home or outside if it's permissible in the city you live in. If you want to stay motivated to work out, it's got to be a workout that you genuinely enjoy. Read widely to discover what is out there that you could enjoy taking up. I took up Qigong with a master more than five years ago, and my husband and I practice it to this day, even at home. Number 9. Spiritually I find that the quickest way to feel a connection with the God force is to first of all, pause, get present wherever I am physically, breathe deeply in and out, and to start counting my blessings. Try it. Find moments in the day to be grateful. It's a powerful practice to develop. Sometimes I just say thank you to whatever the force that's out there is. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Just say thank you. Find that thing that makes you feel connected to life, to others. Apart from gratitude, remembering what brings you joy and doing that often will also help. Some people find they connect best with themselves, God, the universe... Either late at night or very early in the morning when it's quiet. Find what works for you. Number 10. Spiritually, I also encourage clients to read widely. Discover which ideas around God and life resonate with you and keep learning more about them. I grew up in a predominantly Christian country, Kenya, so I had to go out of my way to discover. Other types of thinking, like Buddhism, which I really, really love. It improved my understanding of life and how to live it. Now, I'm nowhere near being a master, I don't claim to be, but I have to tell you folks, I'm doing a lot better mentally and emotionally than I was even five years ago. Number 11. Learn how to forgive i talk a bit about this in episode 60 of the podcast so have a listen and i'll be discussing it again next week forgiveness is key to lightening any emotional or mental burden you have about how someone wronged you in the past you can even get to the point where you realize that there's nothing to forgive you start to see how that unfortunate incident or experience has actually helped you to grow and may have even ended up being good for you later on in life. Number 12. Prioritize having fun in life, guys. Have a laugh and do it often. I used to think that being serious was the key to success, and I would always be confused when mentors would tell me to lighten up. Now I see that fun and joy have a lightness to them that motivates me even with my work. In fact, laughter is something I'm very intentional about creating in coaching sessions with clients because I don't want the sessions to be depressing. That will demotivate the client. Number 13. Last but not least, you hear me say it often, give yourself permission. What I mean when I say that is, Don't wait for someone else to tell you, it's okay, go ahead and do that. You might be waiting forever. Give yourself permission to pursue the experiences, projects that you want to pursue in life. It is such a confidence booster to know that you are backing yourself. As I said Life is full of ups and downs, guys, and we have clearly seen that this is the case in 2020. That's just how life is. A big part of your well-being revolves around how you choose to ride these always occurring waves of life. That's it from me this week. Please reach out if you'd like some coaching support to help you usher in 2021 with hope and a plan. Visit www.themainprotagonist.com, fill out the contact form, wherever in the world you may be, and I will get in touch. Guys, please prioritize your well-being. Now more than ever, we all really need to do it.